This is the Going the Distance Podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're gonna be like, oh, I wish I got him in the top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. <laughs> Alright, welcome back everybody to another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. My name is Ryan Bennell and alongside me is Elijah Spann. We have a great episode planned for today. We're going to be joined by two guests, Alex Pricer to talk about some NHL hockey and then Jordan Williams is going to join on later in the episode to talk about some soccer and the new UEFA Conference League and things like that. But before we get into it, make sure you guys check us out on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, all the social medias. You can find us at GTD underscore sports. And if you want to follow our personal accounts, I'm over at at RyanBennell8. Elijah is at Elijah Spans. And last but not least, you guys can subscribe to the GTD Sports newsletter over on our website. And that will allow you to make sure you don't miss out on any podcast episodes and get email notifications on everything like that. It's been a pretty hectic week in sports. A lot of playoffs going on. We just had a huge, huge, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, iconic moment, I guess you could say in golf, like, Breakthrough, Phil Mickelson, oldest player to win a PGA tournament. Let's go ahead and start with that, Elijah. Yeah, I think um, this is – he's the people's champion. I mean, honestly, like if you look back and Phil's been around forever, he was he was Tiger's number one, you know, rival. And and he's been around for this long. And he's, he's, he's still just consistently been like the people's man. And you saw it on Sunday too, you know, giving the thumbs up for lefty, just constantly walking up, giving the thumbs up. He had the Cavs engaged. That's one of his big, you know, taglines. Cavs engaged, hitting bombs. I mean, you saw it. I mean, Brooks Kepka is one of the more muscular guys on tour right now. And he had a 350-yard bomb, and Phil just one-upped him as a 50-year-old man and hit hit a 360 as soon as on the same tee as he did, like right after. It was, it was awesome. It was great to watch. I think um I think. I was really happy to watch because I watched them all day on Sunday. As soon as like third hole on, I watched. Yeah, them. I watched the I watched the ending. Yeah. I wasn't able to watch all of it, but I, I had to see the last part on Sunday. I watched from probably like hole three to eighteen, and it was just like just because I felt like I had to because this is definitely his last major. I mean, he's he's not going to get another one at this point. But yeah. the the craziest thing too is that he hasn't even won. He's even placed top ten in, on the tour in the past two years. And he had to get a special exemption just to get on to this tournament. It's oh, I didn't know so, that. Yeah, so he had to like apply for a special exemption, but he's gonna get it either way because he's won it before. So it's kind of like the same thing with the Masters. If you ever won the Masters before, you can always play the Masters every year. You know, you can you can play the the U.S. Open or whatever Open it is, or for any major really. And that's what Phil did this year. That's how he got on, and he won. And it was awesome. It was great for golf. Um, you know, it's something that it's something that the people can enjoy. And I, I will say that him, uh, all the, the crowd surrounding him on the 18th green was fucking fantastic. Like sports are back. Dude. Yeah. When I, when I saw that, like the last, I was, I was with my girlfriend at the time and I was trying to explain to her, I was kind of like, this is like, this is iconic. This is huge. Like this golf crowds don't erupt like that for just anything. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that was, it was so cool to see. If you didn't have chills from that, you're a robot. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. Like, I saw um, what was it? It was I don't know if it was during this tournament. I think it was because I mean that's when the video came out. But it was Phil Mickelson on the fairway, or he was a little bit in the rough, 
And he looked over and this kid was kind of talking to him. And he like jokingly asked the kid, he was like, hey, would you uh, would you go three wood here? Or what would you shoot? And he goes, well, if I could hit my three wood 260, I would go for it. And then he's like, all right, I'll yeah. do it. And he just smacks it like perfect hit. And he's like, hey, yeah. you can caddy for me anytime. Like, yeah, it's just he's definitely one of those guys that I don't think as a sports fan, anybody has anything against him. Like, he's just you got to love the guy. No, and he's definitely like if you if you look at like him and Tiger, he's a lot more engaged with the fans more than Tiger is. He's he's the people's champion, hundred percent. Yeah, I would agree with that. Tiger, like that's Tiger. Just seems to have like that, and no nothing like against Phil and his game at all. Like he's a legend in of itself. But like Tiger, to me at least, when I see it, has more of that Mamba mentality per se. Like kind of like Kobe did. He's just, he's just like. I don't know. Tiger was made for, was born for golf, which I mean, you could say Phil was too, but it's like, I don't know. I just well, don't want to compare. Before Tiger, I think wasn't until recently Tiger for the most part, like if other golfers play with him, they would say like, Oh, that guy's a dick because he wouldn't even talk to other go- golfers. Cause he was so focused on his game and just the comp- competing. But Phil has always been in the moment there with the fans enjoying Enjoying the spotlight, basically, you know. I mean, you've seen, you could see videos of him like making bets with fans. So there's, a, if you follow the the scratch um, Instagram profile, uh, there's a there's a video of him and Phil gives a fan four to one odds if he can make the green from the rough, and then he tops his uh, he tops his shot, and then he pays the fan twenty bucks. <laughs> like he pull, he literally pulls out cash and gives a fan. He's he's the people's champion. He's lefty. He's thumbs up. He's calves engaged. It was it was great to see. But I mean, this is just such a great time if you're either a golf fan or an investor in golf or even like a PGA executive. It's such a good time to be invested in golf because not only was the main takeaway from Phil winning um, at Kiowa. But the rivalry, oh yeah, Brooks Kepa, Kepka and uh, Deshambo that has fully been embellished now. Um, Did you see that is, the the post yeah. like tournament interview clip? Yep, that's yeah, exactly what I'm referencing right now. And <laughs> apparently, it's been brewing. It's been like kind of like rumored that those two guys don't like each other, um, which makes sense because Deshambo is a fucking nerd, and nobody likes him. He's brought science to the game. And Kapka is very much like a bro. Like, well, DeChambeau, like as much as like the science guy, you know, with like bringing that to the game, like he's also one of the beefier guys on tour. Like he's he's also well, kind of he's, he's stuck, only added stuck. muscle because because he wants to add more length to his drives. And like that's like I don't know, he's he's kind of revolutioning the sport of golf because he wants to get the most far off the tee and he's all doing it with numbers. He's not like saber metrics and baseball kind of right, yeah, yeah. He's he's basically being like he's putting money ball to golf right now. That's interesting. And, but Which I'm surprised a, that hasn't happened sooner though. No, but he's being a bitch about it too, because he sucks. <laughs> he's just like he complains all the time. He'll always consult the rules official about a lie to see if he can get relief. I he's did see I did see a clip of him. It was uh I don't know which tournament it was, but he hit the ball out. It was like literally towards the edge, like on the edge of the course. And like the rule instructor was basically telling him like, you can't play this. It's going to be a stroke penalty. And then he's like, I want a second ruling. Like, this is so stupid. Like he's just going off. Like he's like that nonstop. That's, yeah. that's, that's why other guys don't like playing with him. He takes a, a part of the other people 
why other people don't like him is he takes a lot of time to play his game. He'll like, he'll be one of those guys. Like if you go golfing with casually, he'll take like six practice shots and he'll line it up. And then he'll go back, take another practice shot. And it's like, dude, just hit the fucking ball. Yeah. God. You know well, I mean? I mean, he did and, just, uh, he did just land, I guess not land, but got invited to play in the match, um, which is like the celebrity game. Kind of it's this year, it's going to be Tom Brady um, and Phil Mickelson against DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. So if I'm, if I'm betting on that, Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady are winning that ten out of ten times. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't know. It depends on how good of a golfer Rogers is. Honestly, that's true. I've never seen Rogers. It really golf. just depends on you know for those stroke match plays. Who's the weaker, weakest golfer? That's who you go against. But anyway, back to you know this this rival between Brooksy and Deshambo. This is great for golf. Yeah, so it's, good for golf. It's entertaining too. You know, this is exact the next tournament. I just want Brooksy and DeChambeau to be in a pair and then just talking shit to each other. And I want it all mic'd up and I want to hear all of it because it's gonna be so great. Because Brooksy, like Brooks has literally admitted like he doesn't even practice golf. He just shows up to the tournaments. That. No, yeah, I know. I don't either, but that's what he does. He's he's admitted it. He's openly said, like, and he's also said like he's such He's such a douchebag, but he's like a likable douchebag. And DeChambeau's like an unlikable douchebag, if you know what I mean. Yeah. DeChambeau's like that dude where like he says something and it's like, shut the fuck up. But Brooksy's that dude like that you kind of hate, but you also love to hate. He's I mean, in the limited amount that I've watched golf, Brooks is one of my favorite golfers. Like just you can't personally. help but love like, him. Yeah, you it's just hard not to him. like him. But he's such a tool. At the same time. But it works, though. It works for it him. It works I mean. for him. It's one of those guys where it works for him. So I'm 100% I'm voting that this podcast is a Team Brooks podcast. Yeah, 100%. Um, over DeChambeau, because DeChambeau is a fucking – he's a bitch. He's, I don't know much. I don't know much about DeChambeau, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just the, have to say – The more you'll get into Brooks. golf, you'll know that DeChambeau is kind of the worst. That's – I will say also I feel like this is such a good time because, like, these past couple months has really been, like – my first like introduction into golf, like trying to follow it and keep up with, you know, who's winning all the tournaments yeah. and stuff. And it's been and, the, it's been the same way for a lot of people too. Cause a lot of people got into golf over COVID. Um, and I think this weekend has been really g- great for PGA in general because the masters was, it was kind of a boring masters as a lot of people saw it, but um, I liked it. I don't know. I thought it was fun. I mean, it was good. It was good. But in terms of, overall like masters in general was kind of a boring masters and then this u.s open was was fucking sick i mean phil won and then now we have the birth of golf's next great rivalry on our heels now like it's such a great time to get into golf and i'm really excited for the future has there ever been a rivalry like a like a true like hate each other kind of rivalry in golf in the yeah in, in history yeah i mean phil and tiger really hated each other for a minute there but now they're like really good friends. Buddy, buddy, yeah. Um, I think, uh, I don't know. If you look at any era in golf, there's, there's going to be another guy who who they're rivals with, the, the number one and the number two. Makes sense. Um, well, yeah, because like, it makes sense for like Phil and Tiger because they were probably like the best of the best at the time. But for like Brooks and Bryson, I don't know. It's interesting because I wouldn't really consider them like the pinnacle of the PGA right now, you know? They're not, but they're two premier guys that hate yeah. each other. They are big name guys for sure. So that's kind of, you know, it's kind of the point. And 
I, I really like it, and I hope to God, because they're both guys that are going to p- compete for every major, too, is the number one thing to look out for. So if the next major, they're the final two pairing, you bet your ass That's- that the ratings are going to be through the roof. That's what I was thinking. I was like, dude, imagine it being like Sunday. They're the top two guys, just those two battling out. That's what I would want to see. They need to that's set what, that up somehow. Yeah, that's just what anyone it, wants it. to see. I'm gonna write a goal. I'm gonna write a blog post about it soon. I thought I was gonna get to it today, but um. Oh, that reminds me. I need to. I wrote my. Uh, I wrote that one about like the top five sports video game characters. I need to get that posted. Yeah, we can talk about that at the end of the show too. Oh yeah, there's so dude. There's so many video game characters. It's hard to hard to get into. But anyway, moving on now. Other than some golf drama, NHL playoffs have been going on. It's so far been really fun, entertaining to watch. I am not the biggest hockey guy in the world, but I will say Stanley Cup playoffs is when I come in to shine. I just love watching playoff hockey. It's like, I know you can always say playoff hockey is better. I mean, playoff sports are better than the regular season. But for me, I don't know why hockey is just electric in the playoffs, but We're going to take a little quick 10-second break, and when we come back, we'll be joined by Alex Pricer, who you may recognize from some of our blogs on the website. She is our resident NHL expert, you could say. And yeah, we're just going to be back in just a second. All right, Alex, what's up? How are we doing? Good. How are you guys? Pretty good, pretty good. I always every time I do that that video, that little transition, it's just hard for me not to like bob my head with that song. Yeah, it is a bop. Good work, guys. That was awesome. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and hop right into it. As we talk right now, there are games going on. We have the Islanders, who I believe they pulled it off. They just upset the Penguins. Yeah, uh, they just won, and um, so they'll be moving on. And yeah, that was a pretty intense game. It was. Pittsburgh scored, Islanders scored just back and forth until they kind of pulled out with that 5-3 win. Yeah, yeah, 5-3. That's that's awesome. I love – I don't know why, but the Islanders for me, like, I mean, you know, gambling-wise, they're always been one of my favorite teams to bet because they seem to be just, like, super defensive, like one of the better defensive teams in the league, but then they just pop off for five goals, like, randomly. So, I don't know. But other than the Islanders, also uh, Tampa Bay right now is looking to close out the Panthers – um, I, last time I checked, that score was one to zero. Lightning was up, but is that is that still what it is? Yes, we are in, halfway through the second right now, and I'm really hoping that the Panthers can get on the board and make it a tie series to go to Game Seven because I'm not a, the biggest Lightning fan, so I really want the Panthers and head coach Joel Quinville to get a little bit of a playoff run here for sure. I yeah. um, I'm gonna be honest here, and I I honestly constantly forget that the Florida Panthers are a, are a sports franchise. They're good uh, this year. They're good. Yes, they are good. Yeah. Michelle Quinville, who is a Chicago guy. So I have to root for him. I have to root for my Chicago people somehow. And the Florida Panthers are how I get it. Yeah, the, the Panthers. I agree, though, Elijah. The Panthers are kind of one of the less relevant organizations, I feel like. But this year they have been good. I mean, they're the two seed, you know, and the Lightning are the three seed, which is kind of unexpected considering, you know, Stanley Cup defending champions. But yeah, Alex, you're a, a Blackhawks fan, right? Yeah, so sad playoffs for us. But kind of going back to the Panthers really quick, I mean, even how they are kind of a lesser-known franchise, I was watching the game the other day, and they were at home, and it's 100% capacity. They can let anyone in. 
and still couldn't even fill the stand. So yeah, <laughs> but not that much. That's actually really surprising because I thought like you know most people would be just so eager to go to games and stuff, especially in Florida. They'd yeah. be all over anything because they're like Jacksonville area, aren't they? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, Floridians don't give a fuck, dude. I'm surprised. Yeah, Duval, are you kidding me? But also, you know, Florida isn't really. I feel like the best state for hockey. I don't know. Well, and I feel like if you were a hockey fan in Florida, you're going for Tampa Bay right now because they're obviously the Stanley Cup champs. So you're like, oh, if I'm going to be a hockey fan, I'm going to be a Lightning fan for right now. Yeah, exactly. That because Lightning, sense. I hate the Lightning. Like you said, you don't like the Lightning either. I'm There's a Stars fan. So. Them. I couldn't tell you what I don't like about them, but I just don't like them. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just one of those things. I feel like it's an arrogance or something. Like they just have, like they know they're good. Which is frustrating because, like last year, Elijah, you're a Stars fan too, right? I mean, like, pretty much, yeah. If I had to, <laughs> if I had to put, I don't really keep up with hockey just because I'm from Texas and, you know, I, I didn't grow up with the sport. But if I had to pick a, a favorite team, it'd definitely be the Stars. Yeah, because like my the only reason I dislike the Lightning really is, I mean, it started like last year just because they beat us in the Stanley Cup Finals, and you know, Blackhawks didn't make the playoffs, and also Dallas Stars didn't make the playoffs. Like I just. I don't know. I know the stars were injured. They had a few injuries. Like Sagan was out for most of the year. But other than that, like, how does a team go from the Stanley Cup Finals to literally not making the playoffs at all? Like, is that is that common? I mean, I honestly do think it's common. Going back to like the Blackhawks dynasty, they won three and six, and then 2016 they got out in first round, game seven against the Blues. Then the next year they got swept by the Predators. Then ever since they haven't even made it in. So I think it honestly is Damn. salary cap issues. Um, it could be a little bit of arrogance, thinking they're a little too good for who they're playing. Um, but I think in the Dallas Stars case, for sure, injuries are a huge impact. And also they're, they didn't give, get off to a great start because of COVID. They had their first four games postponed, then the winter storm hit. So they had, they had to kind of play catch up on games a lot. And also, special teams will win you hockey games, and their power play and penalty kill just really didn't show up this season. Uh, every every time I, I think about power plays now, all that I can picture is the Rangers and the Capitals game, where it just is immediately the puck drop. Did you see that game? It was like yes. only a few weeks before playoffs started. Uh, that that's that's why hockey's great. That was awesome to see. So, before we get dive deep into too much playoff hockey i want to ask you this general hockey question so this year espn bought the rights over nbc to have all the the hockey streaming and channel rights to play games how much of an impact do you think this is going to play on hockey success and being a more relevant sport you know i go back and forth about this i was i started to write a blog about this but then i actually like read up about like what rights they had and all that kind of stuff. And like, obviously ESPN's the bigger sports versus NBC sports, um, which NBC sports is also getting shut down completely. NBC sports won't be a thing. So they what? kind of go somewhere else. That's what I read. Don't wow me on that, but I believe well, I mean, Fox sports went away. So yeah. Wow. So my issue with it is that I just think like since ESPN, like obviously football is just like ginormous. I'm just worried that like, yeah, like ESPN will be able to like help grow the sport because they'll have more, theoretically you'd have more eyes on it because it's ESPN. But I also am not sure if it's going to get the proper attention because you have football, which is 
365 days a year, you're always talking about football. It's key. So I, I kind of go back and forth with, I think the rights themselves, like they were a lot better than I thought they were going to be when I heard that they were kind of taking over there. But yeah, I go back and forth because obviously being like, for example, why I thought hockey was such a big thing is when I had my friends over for the 2015 Stanley Cup, I thought that that was like a big family like holiday. And I was very confused that like why my friends like wouldn't spend it with their families. So like <laughs> my thought process of like not having um, like proper attention to this sport that I love is like kind of, I go back and forth about it. Yeah, because even like for me, like just like association wise, hockey and NBC has just always always been the duo like that's just what I know it as so I feel like even the moving off of NBC is kind of going to throw people off like they're not going to know where to look for it if they don't keep up with it like you know as much as most sports fans do and like all the broadcasting rights and stuff like that that's interesting I didn't even know they were moving to ESPN yeah I think it honestly my prediction is that it's going to make people care about it more because when I was growing up and I became a big sports fan is I would just always turn on ESPN and just run sports center for hours. And I mean that sports center goes on for 24 hours a day. There's always a new hour turning and yeah, you're right. Football is King. It's always going to be King, but there's always going to be parts where they focus on other sports. And when I was growing up in high school and all that, when I was really paid attention to ESPN, the time they spent the hockey was really minimal and it'd really only be for playoffs. And that was it. But now, since they have the streaming rights, and if you pay attention to how ESPN does business and how they make money, they make money through you know the games that they show on their TV. So the fact that they're going to get more money by showing um, hockey games and um, the streams that they do through hockey, the more they're going to blast hockey through SportsCenter and get more fans involved. That, at least that's what I think. Yeah. And especially if they if they like use utilize ESPN Plus because like. You know, it's a it's a bitch having to pay four ninety nine a month, but at the same time, sometimes there's only one or two games on national television at a time, and so like if they were to incorporate ESPN Plus, you could have the primetime game on you know the ESPN network, and then you can have all the other games shown on ESPN Plus, which I think that would be good because then it gets more eyes, you know, more opportunity. But I guess that would kind of defeat. I'm not sure. Does NHL have anything like NFL Sunday Ticket? Or like NBA League Pass where it gives you like every game? Yeah, so like through NHL Network, you can get like certain passes. Like I do the one where it's like I only get Chicago Blackhawks games if obviously if they're not on the national. Um, but then you can do one where you get like a division or you could get like every single game kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of pick your price point. That was my other concern is I just hope that the prices don't go up. And I think I'm just going to have to end up going to like ESPN plus the whole thing. But I don't want the whole thing. I just want yeah. my NFL network. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, that's I didn't. That's interesting too because if they already have that like set in stone with the NHL network, then that will be really interesting to see how they incorporate like the non primetime primetime games and stuff. Like another aspect too that I think about is you look at like the NBA has just wild like grown wildly popular with Gen Z, like the younger generation. And like baseball, you see that and it's dying. It's a dying sport. Like, you know, it's America's pastime. You can say all that, the nice stuff you want, but it's, it's just not as popular as it once was. So what, like, I think that hockey, like my take is that hockey 
can reach the point that the NBA has with the younger generation. I just think that they really haven't like taken any steps for that yet, if that makes any sense. Well, do you think the NBA is still growing? Because I know their viewership has just gone down. Do you think that's going to continue? <sighs> I don't know. I think NBA has gone into number two. They've solidified themselves as number two. Baseball has gone down to an older white guy sport. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. And the problem with hockey is that it can't connect with a Southern audience, honestly, because like I'm from Texas and I'm going to be honest with you, like as much as I care about sports, I, I really don't give a shit about hockey, but I appreciate that from a Northern perspective. <laughs> well, damn, I don't, I, don't. I mean, I don't, I don't, I didn't grow up with it. I, but I respect the sport and I respect the, the history that goes along with the game. Like the Northern audience Canadians, um, of course, in Boston, it's huge in the Northeast in Chicago because of the Blackhawks. It's really big. Um, and, and it's going to grow because of that, but like, I don't know, you threw me off what I was going to say. Cause you, but, it, but it's, it's problem is that it's, it can't connect with the Southern audience because, you know, Southern people can't grow up playing it because they can only play in like in a, in a, in a dome, an arena. You know, you have to grow up playing it. That's why, that's why, you know, football is king in Texas because you grow up playing football, you grow up playing baseball. But in Texas, you can't get that in other southern states. So I think that's a, a part of the problem why hockey can't grow as much. Do you think also, um, so even like Tampa Bay Lightning and like these more southern teams are winning Stanley Cups, do you think that could help grow the game in like those southern states? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's a, yeah. and big guys have gone on and said the same exact thing is that, you know, having Southern teams is going to help grow the game. Like Tampa Bay lightning and stars going at it is going to be huge because now, because the stars are good this past two years, there's going to be so many new stars fans. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a stars fan because my dad saw the 99 stars win the Stanley cup. I mean, still, but like, you know, I only half care, like I admitted earlier, but um, you know, it's, it's going to help grow the game and the more, southern teams get involved the, the better it's going to be but it's going to be a long and hard process for hockey to get there oh yeah 100 percent. like I, I agree with the fact that it is harder to get into the sport of hockey as a southerner like because i mean i'm from texas too i'm in the same boat but like i will say when the stars were in the stanley cup final last year i went to a, like two of their games even though it was during covid but they had like a it was a limited audience where they showed the game on tv like at the arena kind of thing and they they the stars have some loyal hockey games fans. are awesome like, hockey yeah, games it's are awesome. awesome yeah but like it's surprising though that like these southern teams i feel like the stars have a better fan base than even some of the northern teams like so i think it really just depends um like and but the it's, last night i was at the carolina hurricanes game and they were playing against nashville and those fans like I think I'm just so used to being like a Blackhawks fan and like being in the United Center that like when I go anywhere else, the fans are just like so different. They're just so interesting to me. Like these Hurricanes fans went nuts. The stadium was packed, like packed this, like, like 100% like full. It was crazy. This is, is crazier like, than a Blackhawks game. It's just, it, it, there's just like different traditions that you do as a Blackhawks fan that like you just don't do anywhere else. So the crazy is just different. And like it, sometimes I get into this mode where I'm like, oh, you're not like a real hockey fan, which I'm trying to work on. People can be (laughs) hockey fans. It's okay. Um, And so some, I'm just like, are you being like obnoxious or do you actually care? You know? Yeah, that is, that is interesting. Cause I bet a hundred percent there's totally people there that are just like, 
going to the game because like their dad bought them a ticket or something and they're just like chanting along and stuff like that so yeah it depends but i mean like the stars have their own traditions too my favorite have you ever been to a stars game alex yeah i've been to a couple i actually went in january or february when they played the blackhawks so it was the first time i saw them in like over a year and a half which was really cool I'm pretty sure the Blackhawks won that game, right? Yeah, in overtime. Yeah. <laughs> but my, my favorite part about being a Stars game is just the, like, Dallas, Stars, Dallas, like, after every goal. Just that song. Yeah, see, I don't I know what it is. That. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine, you know, it's, it's the opposing team scoring. But let's get back into the this this year's playoffs a little bit. Another, like, one of my questions is there's been – Kind of not really too many upsets. You could say the Islanders beating the Penguins was a big upset just because it was a four seed. But, I mean, they're a good team. But, like, other than that, what has been, like, surprising in this playoff so far? Like, has any team really come out, like, unexpected, like, performing way out of their mind kind of thing? The two that come to mind for me is that um, Winnipeg swept Edmonton, which you could say is a, a surprise. You could also say it wasn't a surprise. Edmonton chokes in the playoffs quite often. And, I mean – on paper, they should win. You know, they have Connor McDavid. They have Dreisaitl. Like, these players that are number one and two in the league, like, they should be winning these hockey games. Yeah, could you – swept could, is, like, could, outrageous to me. Could you explain to us how good Connor McDavid is? <laughs> so, this is hard for me to say. He's better than Patrick Kane. Okay. And if you, like, know Patrick Kane, you know, like, he's a top-notch player. And the Chicago yes. championships. Yes. Um, and Connor McDavid, he's like, he's a full package. He's got speed, height, body. Um, he can shoot from anywhere. And he's just like a lethal player and he has great leadership, which helps in the locker room for sure. Would he be so at Connor McDavid, the stage that he is in his career, would he be better than Sidney Crosby? Or no? That's I tough. Honestly, I would say yes. I think leadership. Okay. Interesting. I would say leadership wise, I think Sidney Crosby just has more winning experience, which helps in his leadership to kind of know like this, hey, guys, this is what it takes to win championships. And Connor McDavid doesn't have that, um, which I mean, he might have great leadership styles pulling from some other experience. But I think skill wise, like just on the ice, like I would say Connor McDavid is better than Sidney Crosby. Wow. That's a bold statement. Like, cause yeah. my, in my lifetime, just like from what I know about hockey, Alex Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby have just always been the face, like the face of the league. These are the two guys, but I, I know Connor McDavid. I, I've, I've seen him put up some big numbers this year, but I, I was surprised too, to see Edmonton get swept because the jets were super inconsistent this year. Yeah. And I mean, the jets have always been kind of like a middle ground kind of team. They're either like, good and they can push through their playoffs or they're just kind of average and they really just showed up like they did not let Edmonton have like any chances which was awesome um I mean even last year in the bubble Chicago um beat them to move into like the they beat them in the play-in so it's just like it's just weird how inconsistent they are especially when it comes to those because again on paper they should be beating Winnipeg they should be sweeping Winnipeg it's just yeah, like yeah, I saw Edmonton for like Vegas odds. They were minus two hundred, which is like you basically you have to bet two hundred bucks to win a hundred. They were that heavily favored just to win the series, not even like one game. That was for the series, and they were, I think they were the third largest favorite to win the series 
other than the Knights and the Avalanche. And they got swept. So that's kind of crazy. It really is. And then, I mean, even going to the um, Golden Knights Minnesota series, I've been shocked at how well Minnesota's playing. I mean, Vegas is a hard team to score on. And the other night they scored four, which is just like outrageous. And it's just like crazy to me because the Golden Knights to me are just like unstoppable. Like, I just don't see how any team could beat them. And Minnesota is finding a way. And Minnesota is again one of those teams that's just been kind of middle ground average the past couple of years. So they've really stepped it up. I'm hoping Vegas pulls it out and wins tonight to beat them for the series, but we'll see what happens. I'm hoping they don't go into game seven because I just really want Vegas to move forward. I don't know what it is, but I like Vegas. I just, even though I'm not a fan. Because they're I a just, new team. Yeah, they're kind of a new team. And you're like, and you're gambling about them. You have to like them. I mean, yeah, exactly. Are one of their games, their in-game like promotions and entertainment just seems awesome to me. They literally have knights fighting. Pre-game. Like, oh, that's oh, pretty sick. No way. That's yeah, like, it's awesome. You know, the Seattle Kraken, they should do that next year. Put some Kraken on the ice. Just let them, let them battle it out. <laughs> I'm so excited for all of their stuff to come out. It'll be so good. They yeah. should have a hibachi chef just grilling up calamari, like, pre-game, <laughs> center ice. Yeah, the, the Seattle Kraken, exactly. I'm excited because their branding, like, their logos, their colors, it's just so, it's just so, like, aesthetically pleasing i don't know what right? it is That's yeah isn't it isn't there like because their their colors look the same as like the way the connecticut whalers the hartford whalers right without like that, that, it's like that teal that, blue color yeah 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 that dark the dark blue with the teal yeah it looks yeah. really sharp yeah i know it's good it's good yeah that's another one like how do you think the kraken are gonna do because like vegas came into the league first year they made the, the stanley cup final right in their first year and they've already like kind of cemented themselves as one of the top teams in the league. So like, is that possible with Seattle? Because I, correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I know, they just kind of get like bits and pieces from other teams before the draft. Yeah. So they get like their own expansion draft. So you get to sit, you get to like protect a certain amount of forward, certain amount of defensemen in one goaltender. And so they kind of just, yeah, get to pick. And then based on their salary cap and like contracts, obviously that all plays a part in it. But I don't think there'll be another Vegas repeat. I just don't think that the players that will be available would necessarily be, um, I guess, would go well together or just, I just think Vegas was such a unique situation that I just don't think that could happen again, at least this soon. Because Vegas yeah. was, what, three, four years ago entered in. I just don't see how this soon of a turnaround could happen again. If it did, Plus, that'd be really cool. Yeah. I'm just not sure that it would. Yeah. Plus, I've heard there's some hoopla about how Vegas was able to grab really good players when they were able to expand. So I'm sure that the NHL wouldn't want that to repeat to be an unfair advantage with the new team because when you're an expansion team, you're kind of supposed to suck. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, and you look at the MLS, like the soccer league, they've been trying to expand like huge over the past few years. They have like, I think, four new teams. They all suck, except for Atlanta United. Wait, actually, I'm wearing their jersey right now. Atlanta United is good, but the like I guess it's like the same thing. They were the first expansion team like Vegas. I guess it just worked out. But if the NHL goes like the same path that the MLS does, the new expansion teams are gonna suck <laughs> because like Austin City FC is bad. No, we're gonna be good. United, bad. Those guys are gonna be good. Austin FC is gonna be good. Oh, yeah, Did they just expanded to Charlotte, or is that a different? Charlotte, I think that's in the works right now. I I could be wrong. 
my MLS knowledge is a little bit limited because it's just MLS is just so inferior to European soccer. It's just not yeah. even. Yeah, it's it's almost not even worth it to an extent. But they're getting a lot better. Like they're getting a lot better at expanding, which is also why I'm excited for like the NHL expanding. I think that'll help to bring in more audience and whatnot. But no, I want I want it to get more relevant, and I want to care about it more. I yeah, I want to care about it more. Like every time I, I watch try. it, I'm like, damn, why do I not watch more hockey? Because it's I have such a good time every time I actually watch the games and stuff. Yeah. But another so, big team I wanted to bring up is uh, like the Knights have been pretty dominant. They, sh- I, I think they'll win tonight. They should. I'm surprised they didn't win in like five. But is the Colorado Avalanche? They are absolutely wrecking everything, everybody. I don't. I haven't seen a team score that many goals consistently in like my entire life. I don't think because I swear every time I, I I always go through the scores at the end of the day and like I always see Avalanche six, seven, or eight goals. It's like Jesus. <laughs> It doesn't even make sense. Yeah, Colorado is kind of my favorite to win the Stanley Cup this year. I think they've been up in like at least top 10 the past couple of years, but they just haven't been able to get it done. But I just think this year's got to be their year. They have an old um, Chicago Blackhawks player, Brandon Saad, and he's just really been able to like flourish there, which is awesome for him. He scored a couple goals, um, and he has he's won two Stanley Cups, so he's got the experience and that kind of leadership behind him as well. But, yeah, Colorado's – I just want them to take it home. I don't know what it is about their team this year, but they're lethal for sure. Yeah, they're dangerous. Because, I mean, who who did they sweep? Uh, it was St. the Louis. St. Louis, yeah, which also, as a Stars fan, double middle fingers to the Blues. Yeah, I can't stand <laughs> the Blues either. I'm with you. Yeah, I think the majority of the NHL can't stand the Blues other than people from St. Louis. And the people I- who are from St. Louis and who are Blues fans – are the most obnoxious. Yes, it's so obnoxious. Oh my god, there, there's a few guys in my fraternity that are from St. Louis, and I, I just can't stand it. Every time hockey's brought up, it's like, dude, I, you're sure you can have your opinion, have your team, but fuck your opinion at the same time. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just, I don't, I don't want to hear it. But do you, do you know anything about the Avalanche's owner? I do not. Do you? So yeah, it's this Stan is kind of yeah. It's just I was just wondering it's because like subject for the podcast. It's, yeah, it's Stan Kroenke. We can, say that. We can leave he's, it there. He's an American business mogul worth like nine billion dollars. He owns the Avalanche, the Denver no, not the Broncos, the Denver Nuggets. He owns Arsenal and there's the one Rams. other team, the Rams. Yeah, the Rams. So he owns a bunch of stuff, and I was just wondering because like he's been absolutely toxic in, in soccer. So I just didn't know if, if there had been anything in the NHL with him being like a terrible owner for, for the avalanche. Cause yeah, we don't even have to get into it. I shouldn't have brought it up, but in soccer, he just, <laughs> he just can't never, help himself. I can't help myself. I hate Stan Kroenke because he owns my favorite team. But anyway, yeah. avalanche are good. Good for him, I guess. <laughs> All right, before we let you go, Alex, we want to get your, uh, your pick for the NHL playoffs, Stanley cup winner and what the series is going to go to. I think this is tough. I know I want Colorado to be in the final for sure. And I I think it's going to be Carolina. Just like looking at who's going to I yeah. I think it's going to be another uh, southern and southern team. You yeah, got Carolina? I don't want it to be Tampa. Like I definitely it it couldn't be Tampa, but I don't want it to be, you know? <laughs> What do you think? Any of the Canadian teams are going to make it out or no? No. None no. of them even made the playoffs. <laughs> well, like, they're, they're the Maple Leafs there, right? 
Yeah, they're they're also gonna choke in the playoffs. There's just no way. <laughs> okay, well, the confidence. The so confidence. Obvious, like, hockey is so popular in Canada, but those teams can't stay in a playoff for their life. Like it's literally it's obnoxious. I guess also Boston. I could see Boston making it far as well. But That's I think course, yeah. I always hope that the final's gonna go for seven games. I just think that'd be like the greatest, most iconic thing ever. It just brings so much hype. Because I mean, I was at the game, the game six, where Chicago beat Tampa 2015. And that was just like the greatest thing ever. But it was like, if it's a game seven, like, yeah, that'd be scary if like the Blackhawks didn't win. But if they did, how exciting would that be? Game seven. That's true. All right. Then your winner is Colorado for sure. Colorado for sure. All right. You heard it here first. Eliza, what do you got? Um, yeah, I'll just copy Alex. Abs. <laughs> same, same abs. Yeah. So, I mean, I agree. Abs are going to win it all, I think. But this may be a little bit biased because I hate the lightning. I have the Bruins going all the way. I don't know what it is. I've just always kind of had a knack for the Bruins whenever I, I do my hockey parlays. Uh, so, I have the Bruins going to the finals. I mean, I was very surprised to see them you know, win the series four to one against the Capitals after the first few games. Cause that was three overtime games in a row. I thought that series was going to go to seven for sure, but I mean, Hey, good for Boston. I agree. So. That was like the series to watch and it was kind of not boring, but like it just kind of ended and it was like, okay, Boston won. We're, we're done with this. Yeah. Like I, I was really excited for that one. That, that probably had the most eyes on it too, but I don't know. I guess Boston's just better. I don't know. But yeah, I got abs in Boston and I'm going abs. Honestly, I'm going abs in five in the finals. I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. All right. Well, Alex, we appreciate you coming on. And hopefully maybe by the end of NHL playoffs, we'll have you back to do a little recap or something like that. Sounds good to me. Thank you, guys. All right. Yeah. Before we let you go, everybody, go ahead and go over to www.gtdsports.com and check out all of Alex's NHL blogs. Fantastic work over there. Really appreciate everything she does for us. So, yeah, go ahead and check that out. All right. Thanks, Alex, for being here. Thank you. All right. I'm so glad that we have. A resident hockey expert you're right like because i mean i i kind of i feel like i hold my own a little bit but like i mean if me you were to do it like it would just be mostly talking at her ass but she actually knows what she's talking about yeah exactly like it, it so, would just be talking out of her ass that's nice to have and she writes for the blog she writes for the website a lot yeah so for sure if, very if you're very looking consistent. for some for some actual hockey content to absorb check out ggg sports and go ahead and check out alex's blogs because it's just it's just straight up hockey talk. Yeah, like real, it's, like actual hockey talk. Yeah, and it's not like it's not like my blogs where half of it is like talking about sports, mostly football, and just like you know, half of it's jokes and half of it's sports talk. Hers is straight up. You come and you get what you want, and that's hockey. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, my my you know my blogs are a little bit like that too. Half of it is just bullshit sports commentary, whatever yeah. I feel like writing. I mean. It is yeah, what it ours, is. Ours is basically just like how funny we think we are that day and <laughs> yeah, how yeah. good of a sports league that we have. So, 
Yeah, because like the one I just wrote about like the sports video game character is very controversial. Like very controversial. You know, everybody probably has a different can we, opinion. Can ahead, I know we don't have that on the outline, but let's go ahead and do that because I have some opinions. Let's just go ahead and insert that into the pod right now. Okay, sure. Go for it. All right. So well, I want to I want to base it off what you have for your top five. So for my top five, I can pull it up real quick. I have – do you want me to start from the bottom or start from the top? Start from Start from – Number five. It's top five, right? So, yeah, top five. So, top five, I have number five, LeBron James from NBA 2K14. He was literally just a cheat code. Yes, sir. And then at number four, this one's a little bit more controversial because, like, I didn't really see – because I read a few – I read – God, I can't talk. I read through a few of some other lists and stuff, um, and I never saw him on this. But for me, personally, Cristiano Ronaldo in FIFA 14 – was just, bro, you give him the ball, let him dribble around, he's going to score. Like, it was inevitable. And then number three, I got Sunday Tiger Woods from Tiger Woods PGA Tour. And then number two, I got Michael Jordan from NBA 2K11. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I told you you have to include that man no matter what. Gave me the tip on that. I mean, he's dude, he was insane. And then number one, number one is Pablo Sanchez from Backyard Baseball. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean I can't I can't disagree with that. Um, I was thinking more along the lines of like in the past ten years, for top five video game characters, definitely MJ from two K twelve or two K eleven, whatever. Yeah, two K eleven. Yeah, um, that's a that's a must have in that list. I think for recent years, um, since I can't include Mike Vick 04, I'm gonna include Mike Vick from like Madden eleven or Madden twelve. I can't remember which exactly, but his first year back from the Eagles, he was a fucking cheat code when I used yeah. to stay up all night with my friends and play Madden all night. I would, always, around with I would always be the Eagles, 80-yard scrambles from the fucking top, dude. dude I hated um, playing against people like that, though. Here's, I hated a, it. here's a dark horse. Well, it works. Okay. Here's a dark horse. Um, Jamal Charles from the NCAA senior year. I think Interesting. Was- yeah, I think it was like NCAA 08 or 09, whatever his senior year was, that's NCAA game. He was a fucking cheat code. I would abuse him in my uh, NCAA franchise mode that I would always use. I had a I had an honorable mention. I almost included Tim Tebow from NCAA 10. Tim Tebow from NCAA 10. You know what though? Low key, it's not gonna be widely respected, but um Boykin. From NCAA Dude. 14. Bro, okay. No, honestly. He would, be, he would start out as a backup, but if you groomed him right and you did the right things for QB number two on TCU on NCAA 14. He's cracked. The next three years, he was cracked. I broke exactly. the rushing yard. I broke the rushing, the single yardage rushing game record with him. So, well, because especially just on those games in general, mobile quarterbacks are usually king because you can scramble with them and stuff. But Trevon Boykin was literally a running back at quarterback position in that game so well he only had like 84 speed but he still fucking kicked ass yeah he was Um, still goaded trying to think well like you said the last 10 years like i i kind of i kind of changed mine to like just gen z it like you know our generation like what would people because i mean for me i know backyard baseball was a little bit before 2011 that's like like a little kid little kid yeah, but that was that was my start though. That was like my first baseball, like first sports game ever, probably. So I had to include Pablo because he was cracked. Um, 
I would say Hanley Ramirez MVP baseball 2005. Was yeah, I never one. played that one. Interesting. MVP baseball. It was like the last EA Sports baseball video game. Hanley Ramirez fucking slapped in that shit too. Um, I saw I saw another popular take was uh the year the MLB game where um Hank Aaron didn't like give his likeness or something. It, like he like refused to sign the contract to give his likeness in the game. So they literally inserted this character named John Dowd into the game, who was just a randomly generated name, but he was the best player in the game because it was supposed to be Hank Aaron. So like a bunch of people were saying John Dowd is like one of the greatest ever. Oh really? Yeah, but um, I never another, had experience with them. I'm gonna give a recent goat to uh, Madden 20 and Madden 21 Lamar Jackson as well. Dude, yeah, you're right. Actually, that's dude. I hate playing people online with everybody goes to the Ravens, bro. Everyone goes right. to the Ravens. You have Lamar to. is cracked on that game. You can literally just do like what you did on NCAA 14 with with Boyk and scramble around, do whatever. He's like the modern Unreal. Michael Vick of Madden. Um, I'm trying to think of, of who in the past like three years of who else I've been cracked on in sports games because I'm a sports game addict. I uh, that's that's literally like all I play. Yeah, because I mean, you know, my friends kind of rag on me because they're like, "Oh, you don't really like play video games because you don't play like the si- single player story mode games." It's like, dude, like those aren't fun to me. I don't know. I just I want to play sports. Like, <laughs> it's always better to me. Messi in the past couple of years has been unreal in FIFA. Same yeah. thing with Cristiano. Dude, for some um, reason, like for me, Messi is the goat in real life. But for some reason, Ronaldo is just always so cracked. raw. Yeah, cracked on so the game. Raw. It doesn't make um, any sense. God, there used to be a guy on the U.S. sports team. His name was like McReed or some shit. I, I don't know. I'm going to drop it, but I used to play my dad with Team USA and I used to pass it to the forward that we have in like 2006 and beat him every time. But that's uh, that's for another day. Um, Ronaldinho was the fucking shit back in the day when we were oh, kids. Also, did you ever play? Um, it was like a special game, the F- 2010 FIFA World Cup South Africa. Did you ever play that one? I remember that one. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, dude, there was um, Didier Drogba was absolutely cracked on that really? game. Drogba, yeah. was, Drogba was sick for a while with Chelsea in the, yeah. in the regular FIFA games too. Because you were just passing him and he'd be faster than fucking anybody. And he had a rocket for a leg. like a Yeah, exactly. He would, he would be an automatic goal. Yeah, dude. So in that game especially, he was cracked. But there have been, dude, there have been ton. It seems like every year almost dude. there's always like, one at least one or two characters it's just like a cheat code in the game i have an absolute video game goat that i just remembered about is jeremy sock jeremy shockey on nfl street <laughs> nfl street too jeremy shockey fucking unreal do you remember i know who jeremy games? shockey NFL is and i was gonna say i know jeremy shockey is but i never really played nfl street never played so. nfl street oh my god God, dude. I wish I did. I wish I'm I about to go on fucking eBay or offer up or whatever I can get to get a PS2 and NFL Street because those games were the shit, dude. dude it'd some, be like some PS2 three, games go for a lot. Yeah, they'd be like three on three football games, and it'd be like I don't know. It'd be like an arcade video game, but it'd be so sick. And if you got Jeremy Shockey, it'd be like automatic deep throw touchdown every time. <laughs> I would stay up to like two or three a.m. with my friends playing that game. Because sometimes playing the old games though is like more fun. Cause my like I didn't 
ever really play NFL Street, but my like first football game I grinded was NFL 2K5. Whenever uh, you know Terrell Owens and Donovan McNabb were like an absolute unstoppable unit on the field, like just play with the Eagles every time you're gonna win. No, older sports games were better. And they even hold up because I remember over this past summer, like the COVID summer, um, my friend. My roommate had a Wii, and one of my friends found his uh, Mario baseball game, and we oh fucking... Super Slugger is it the yeah, Super Slugger Super one? Sluggers, Mario Super Sluggers, bro, that game grinded that shit. That game holds a special place in my heart. I love that game. Sports games just unfortunately aren't as good as they used to be, but I do hold. I'm, I have uh, very special hopes for uh, the uh, Mario Golf game that's about to come out next month. Oh, before we move on from video games, la- last thing, you're so before we started recording, you said you're retired from MLB the show 21. What's yeah. up with that? So, I, um, <laughs> I took I had a friend come into town and I took the weekend off and I didn't play for a while. And, um, the skin, the show is very infuriating when you play online and it pisses you off. You know this very well. Yep. Um, and I played a game Sunday after, you know, everybody left and I got all my shit done and had a very eventful weekend and, uh, it fucking sucks. It sucks. It's the worst. (laughs) It pisses me off. It makes me, it, it actually gives me anger. Like I feel I'm not an angry person, but I get mad, you know, that game (laughs) gives me anger. It gives me like, I feel hatred. And it's like heart. a lot of times when I fucking I get so goddamn mad, like I want to punch a hole through my wall, and that's not healthy. So <laughs> I'm retiring for for my fucking health, dude. It's uh, I mean I understand that it is infuriating, and it's almost like I don't even get mad at the game. I get mad at myself because it's like goddamn it. Because you're like, you, you see it and you're like, all right, don't swing in the change up of the dirt. Don't swing at the curveball in the dirt. You see it and you go, swing, fucking strike three, you're out. You just watch your guy run to first base for the third strikeout in the road and the catcher just pitches you because it's a fucking strikeout in the dirt. And you just want to punch a hole in your goddamn monitor. And I can't take that anymore. I can't do it. I can't. Dude, I, 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 win, I, I, I just can't. But when you win, it's the best win. feeling ever. And when you get when you have like a good game with like ten hits, dude. Last night I was in kind of a duel. I was playing this guy. It was a low scoring game. I was down two to one, and I tied it up in the top of the ninth. So I was hyped. I was like, "All right, I got the momentum. Let's go." And then bottom of the ninth comes around. I get a double play. I'm like, "Let's fucking go, baby! One more out, two strikes, two outs, and I give up a walk off homer." <laughs> oh, I was so mad, but whatever. If you haven't played MLB The Show yet, everybody should go play that and experience the rage for themselves. But, all right, let's move on now from some video game talk. We're going to be joined now by another guest. We got two guests in one episode. We got Jordan Williams coming on. It makes my heart sad to say this, but he is a massive Tottenham Hotspur fan. If anybody knows the rivalry between Arsenal and Tottenham, that's all you really need to know. But... He's one of my good friends, very knowledgeable about soccer. So when we come back, we will be joined by Jordan Williams. Hey. Jordan, hello. What's up? Oh, my cam doesn't actually look that bad. Just yeah, a I- little messed up. 
Nah, it's not that wide. I, I saw it like at the bottom there before we start. Like whenever we uh, were kind of talking to Alex, it was just kind of glitching back and forth a little bit. But it looks yeah. good now. All right. Hey, Elijah. What's up? What's up? All right. Let's go ahead and hop right into it. So today was the Europa League final. We had Villarreal versus Manchester United. I was literally with you, Jordan, just a few hours ago watching this. So I, I know we both know firsthand exactly what happened. Villarreal came out on top against Manchester, which actually was an insane game. Uh, it went into extra time, and then it went into penalty kicks, and nobody could miss a penalty. Literally nobody, bro. It yep. didn't make sense. And then when it when it was all said and done, David De Gea, Manchester's goalkeeper, had to take the last penalty, and it was saved. So Villarreal gets their first ever major trophy as a club. So good for them, though. But Jordan, my question though is, uh, <laughs> how should Man U fans feel after that? Uh, you know, I really feel for them. You know, like our friend Amir, like he's a big Man United fan. We were watching it with him, and it, it was just the whole atmosphere of the room once the final penalty was taken. It was just like, wow, like, yeah. damn, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> that sucks. I never know what to say because, like. I know as, you know, if my team were in that situation and they lost, I just know I would be, like, absolutely just depressed, just so sad. Yeah. So, like, it's always awkward whenever that shit happens, too. Yeah, but, I mean, they're still in a good spot. You know, their manager, Skolskier, however <laughs> you pronounce it, uh, he he's doing better and better, you know. He's constantly progressing, got into his first uh, European final. So, seems to be doing okay. And I mean, and now they're going to be in Champions League next year. So, yep. I don't, I don't think they're going to make a splash though in Champions League. I still think that Manchester United is at that point where, and a lot of clubs are at that that point too. Like Arsenal, my my club too, is at that point where they have to put a focus on one or the other. Like, there's very few teams, such as Manchester City, that is capable of performing at their highest level in both the Champions League and Premier League simultaneously. I like, agree with that. Yeah, like it's I don't think Manchester United is ready yet and I don't think they're going to be ready for a long time. So, that was another question I had too was kind of like is Manchester United back? You know, because a lot of people have been talking about that they're second in the Premier League now. Are they back? Yeah. So, what I was thinking was they're on the come up. Uh they got the last time they did this good was whenever they had uh Jose Mourinho as their manager back in 2016 or I think 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least in the Premier League. And um, I, I honestly think they're on the come up. And if they can do good in the Premier League, it just depends on if Man City and, uh, well, mostly if Man City can keep up their dominance, which they most likely can because they got the money, but also if Liverpool can, like, you know, come back from their horrible season that they had. <laughs> but, yeah, that'll be interesting to see, too, how Liverpool plays as well. Yeah. But as for Champions League, I mean, who really knows? Uh, it really just depends on, um, you know, the manager, uh, what he wants to uh, prefer or uh, pr- place his priority in. Yeah, because I think that's like the only, I mean, soccer is really the only sport where like backups have a purpose in that sense. Like, you know, teams will always use their backup goalkeeper in club or like in like tournaments and stuff, which is, I don't know. That's just kind of been interesting to me, but you brought up a good point. Like I, I champions league is, is always, you know, an unknown. You never really know. Um, yeah. Cause like, just like Chelsea this year, 
I think a huge part of it is matchups. Like Chelsea had such an easy path to the final compared to Man yeah. City. And it's it's ridiculous, which that's another thing. Next week, you know, Europa League final already took place. But next week on the Saturday, actually, May 29th, is Chelsea versus Man City in the Champions League final, which it saddens my heart to say this, but Arsenal broke the chain. We almost had a fully Premier League European final. It was <laughs> it would have been if if Arsenal had just won. It would have been Man U versus Arsenal and Chelsea versus Man City in both of the European finals, which is like, that's huge because the Premier League has never really been regarded as the top league. It's always La Liga or or I, probably La Liga would be the top league. Yeah, it's funny how uh, like no Premier League team is really considered like on top. Like it's always like Real Madrid, Barcelona, uh, Bayern Munich, but like we're always like really like in it you know like uh like go back two years ago like it was the same situation two premier league teams in europa two premier leagues <clears throat> premier league teams in champions league and it's just like well i mean maybe like premier league team is just or premier league is just more dominant in general we just don't have the you know we don't get the team. respect yeah we, <laughs> yeah it, it's more of a conglomerate of really good teams rather than just like you know one top team in the league yeah, because, like, just in general, the Premier League is way more entertaining in the sense that, like, any team can beat any team. Whereas in, say, La Liga, where there's Barcelona and Real Madrid, it's always Barcelona and Real Madrid, like, always, yeah. and then the rest. And same thing with, like, League 1, it's always PSG and then the rest. And yep. then in, in Bundesliga with Bayern Munich. So it's, like, I, I think that's partially why the Premier League doesn't get the respect they deserve. It's just because they have multiple good teams, kind of. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what's, of course. What's, uh, what's your prediction, though, for the Champions League final? Uh, you know, that one's hard. Because you don't want the... Well, I was about to say, you don't want the new money team to win, the oil money team. But, I mean, they're both new money teams. Like Chelsea, yeah. which is just slightly older money than Man City. But... You know, it's it's just one of those things. Like, I think I just have to go with Man City just because Chelsea is just a rival. Like, I, yeah. I really don't think I could deal with Chelsea fans having a fucking Champions League trophy. Well, yeah, another I, one, at least. I couldn't imagine that, dude. It's like, like you said, the money thing. Sure, you don't want, like, the plastics in Man City to win. But I, I feel like Man City is, like, the least hated team. Like, you know, like, there, yeah. nobody really has a major rivalry with them other than Manchester United. But Elijah, I know I know you're not the biggest soccer fan, but for Champions League, you gotta have a prediction. Like Chelsea, Man City, who you got? Uh, Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> Real Madrid's gonna win it. They're gonna do it. Yeah. Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Yeah. <laughs> That's who I got. I'm sticking to it. Nice. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess uh Chelsea beat Real Madrid in the semifinals, so with that logic, you're beat, you're picking Chelsea. Yeah. Lampard. Hey, I mean, hey, you got that right. Lampard. Lampard is oh, – well, actually, no. Lampard was pretty bad for Chelsea. They, they brought in a new manager since Lampard. Yeah, they got he got sacked. Yeah, he's – Hey, he Lampard, didn't he just get that invincible season, though, with Rangers? That's that true. Yeah, I Lampard. think it was him with Rangers because I know the Rangers win invincible. Yeah. Damn, that's – Doing wild. okay things outside of the Premier League. 
Yeah, outside of the Premier League, that's <laughs> yeah, some, yeah, some relevant. Pe- yeah, exactly. <laughs> some people just have a knack for it, though. Like you look at today, the Europa League final was you know Villarreal, Manchester United, but Villarreal's manager Unai Emery, he okay, I I, I saw it was at the beginning of the broadcast. I heard this stat, absolutely insane. Unai Emery has been to five different Europa League finals in the last eight seasons with three different teams. Sevilla, Arsenal, and Villarreal. Like he's literally just Mr. Europa League. Like that's all he does. He just wins Europa Leagues and he can't do anything else. I don't understand. Yep. I don't I don't get it either. Like three different teams. Yeah. And on top of that, like one team he went three years in a row, right? Yeah, Sevilla. Yeah. 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 It's ridiculous. I don't get it. It don't make sense. Like (laughs) how can you win the Europa League three times in a row, but then not be good enough to fucking like Stay in the Champions League. You know what I mean? Yeah. It yeah. doesn't make sense. I don't get it. But anyway, my, my prediction, though, for the Champions League final, I, I think Man City should. Granted, they should. Don't know if they will, but they should wipe the floor with Chelsea. I, I really see this being like a three a three to one final. But it depends on. Good. Yeah, it depends on which Chelsea shows up, though. Because like. They have they they can do it if they really can't like I don't know though I just don't think they're as good. Man City yeah. is the depth because because Chelsea shows up like I don't know what causes it like it's it's a pretty common thing throughout the league just some teams show up whenever the time is right yeah and like I hate to say it but Chelsea is one of those clutch teams man <laughs> like they show up for finals I mean even last like last year that you know they beat Arsenal in the Europa League final four to one like dominated us dude it was yeah it was so frustrating yeah they they are a team that shows up so that'll be interesting to see but the main another main reason I'm picking Man City is because they're on the treble right now like yeah. if they if they win Champions League they win the treble which Elijah do you know what the treble is um explain it to me so it's basically like in soccer in every league every league has it um the treble is considered when you win your your league so for example the premier league and you win your domestic tournament so yeah yeah yeah, they they won the efl cup this year and then on top of that you win the champions league so like okay yeah oh they beat tottenham jordan there's like um Isn't there like the Europa Cup and then like the what else is there? The second because I know like your own countries, but then how many second divisions are there for that? Because there's like the Europa Cup and then like the what does the the Spanish league have that's like different? They, the FA they that FA is English, but Spanish is Copa del Rey. Copa del Rey, that's what yeah. I was thinking of. Okay, that that one's pretty big too. So like if like say like Barcelona was to win Copa del Rey and La Liga and the Champions League, that would be, like, considered a treble, which is, like, yeah. So, like, anytime a team does a treble or even a quadruple, you can win four. Um, Then, like, it's just – it's huge, like, milestone for that team. And Manchester City was really close to the quadruple. They made it to the FA Cup final but lost. So, they're on the treble right now, which I would not be surprised at all if they won. But yeah, otherwise let's let's move on now from the Champions League and just talk about all the stuff in the Premier League specifically that's been going on with like the fans. Like we've talked about a little bit before Elijah with like the riots and stuff. Yeah, we've like, keeping up with it, all the drama. Yeah, like 
what the fuck is going on, dude? Like, I, I just don't is understand. There, more? there has been. There, Manchester United fans, they did it again. Yeah. <laughs> they did it again. Britney Spears. Did it again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things. Like, like. Dude, soccer man. fans, just, I. As much. The thing that I respect most about soccer is the fans. They just don't give a fuck, dude. That's like, true. They're. They are about their team. They're not even about the owner or the franchise or anything. They're about the history of their of their team and what it is now. And they don't give a fuck about anything else. Yeah, and that's no, you're so right. sick. That's yeah. so sick. They're all about the history. And like the biggest thing is soccer in England rose out of like, you know, the working class. Like it's always been a working class game. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So like it's like fans of like bigger teams have always been willing to see their uh, team fall like s- fall like further and further into like the grip of like money, you know, like money controls, like uh, you know, like owners just want to make the most amount of money they can once they come into the ownership of a team. So they've been willing to like go along with it as long as their team wins. But I think the problem with Man United fans is they see their team falling further into the grip of like greedy, you know, uh, owners, and they just don't see the results that goes along with like you know having such a big like team. Yeah, because so, Manchester yeah. United is widely considered as the biggest club in the world. Like some people would say it is number one, like in in terms of worldwide. And yeah, you're right. Like yeah. they. They haven't won a trophy in four years, which for some teams wouldn't be that bad. But for Manchester United, if you don't win a trophy in four years, something's wrong. You know, like they have the money, they have the talent every year. So it's like it's now becoming, like you said, like the owners are just not producing the results that the fans want to see. So, yeah. yeah, the fans know the like what the owners want, like the owners go into the business, like trying to maximize profits, like. And, like, every so often you come across, like, really shitty owners like the Glazer family who want to maximize profits without giving, like, a shit about what the fucking fans want, you know? Like, they could give a single fuck about what some little kid, like, in some Manchester council home, like, wants from their team. Like, all they're worried about is, like, t-shirt sales and, like, making sure the team, like, scrapes into the Champions League. Like, it's... It, yeah, exactly. It's frustrating. I can I completely see where the fans are coming from, and like I wouldn't say I'd necessarily take it to the lengths that some fans have, but like <laughs> you can't, like I like you can't really just like dog on them whenever it's just like wow, like they're angry and like all they did was just like bum rush a, you know, their stadium. Well, from yeah. what I've heard, the the owners are Americanizing the sport and they're bringing like capitalism to the to the sports world. For the first time in Europe, hundred percent, uh, yeah, 100%. Europeans are happy. Like, like us, we're used to it. Like we're yeah. we're pretty accustomed to it. But uh, but over there, it's a it's a completely new thing, and they're they're not okay with it. And I'm hundred percent on on board with them. You know, going going ape shit over that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Could I mean? Could you imagine like what would happen in America if we did this? You know what I mean? Like. What if the Cowboys fans just all of a sudden started boycotting Jerry Jones? Like, 
Well, it's never going to happen because he's a goddamn businessman and he makes fucking money. Okay, so, I mean, I know, but I'm just saying, like, what that's if? Never, well, in America, we, spe- we respect the aspect of business a lot more, and we take out, you know, all the other stuff about it, like, because that's that's why we've been able to put up for Jerry Jones so much, because we we respect of how much a businessman he is, but in Europe, that that same shit that they're trying to do of of the the businessman aspect of the sports that those American business uh, those American owners are trying to bring into we don't respect it they don't respect it as much as Americans have so if that makes yeah. any sense for no I, I completely get where you're coming from because like like I said earlier like over there like soccer is completely like from working class background while here like football like cowboys like it just comes from like you it like the nfl already came from millionaire owners so it's just it's just how we know the sport and um but yeah like in regards to how like cowboys fans would uh react to like or um i i just don't think like anything like that would happen in america just because of the roots of the sport just because we don't have the same expectations and like say like like it's Jerry different Jones. it's different over there in soccer they have a different because it, it's not to say that american sports fans are not as passionate in any way shape or form but soccer fans bring a new meaning of passionate yeah know, definitely to, to their sport definitely because it's personal it's very very personal because it not only is it just like you know, something they've identified with their whole life, like something that we can relate to, but it's also just deeply, deeply rooted within their community. And it's that's entrenched. Just, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's everything there. Like I've I remember my only experience really being at like a you know, like a football match per se is I went to a preseason game um for Arsenal and you know it just seeing you know, Stan Kroenke, the owner, you know, we've talked about him already a little bit, but Stan Kroenke, the owner, was at the game. And I will never forget just whenever he came out from his little, like, balcony, everybody looked up and was like, fuck you! And everybody started chanting, fuck Stan Kroenke! Fuck Stan Kroenke! Like, literally yeah. just like... And I've never seen that many people just, like, come together with the same opinion. They were all like, fuck this dude. <laughs> like, and everybody was just so happy about it. Like, it's very unique, you know, which is why I love soccer so much. Like, yeah, no, you're right. And that's the thing, like the sentiments there in America. Well, just going back to what we were talking about before, the sentiments there in America, like, like we hate like shithead owners that don't have the fans in mind, but like, you know, are we going to riot like in the state? Like, are we going to fucking like try to bust down the doors of the stadium? Like, no, nah. <laughs> like hell no. <laughs> yeah, that shit would not fly in America, I feel like. But also, I feel like the only reason it did kind of like it didn't it didn't fly in England. They weren't happy about it. But I feel like the only reason it was able to happen is because they were not prepared for that at all. <laughs> they probably True. never expected that shit ever to happen. So, yeah, I mean, well. Uh, that, 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 I might disagree with you there because like Premier League fans have been known to be a little rowdy, but like, right. but I would disagree with you where they just didn't know the exact extent yeah. to where they would, to where they go. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like Arsenal, like the, 
the thing against Stan Kroenke for Arsenal has been going on for years now. Like it's like every game has signs like Kroenke out stuff like simple stuff like that, like protesting Kroenke. But you know, and I think that's expected. But then never have Arsenal fans you know stormed Emirates Stadium. Like that's yeah, just never happened. Yeah. So it's like it's just a whole new level to this. Like kind of fuck the owner's mindset, which Premier League fans have had lately. But let's move on now from the Premier League and. One thing I want to talk about is it's brand new. It was just announced recently. Jordan, you kind of have some firsthand experience with it now because Tottenham is, is you know, the, one of the primo oh, yeah. teams is the new European Conference League. So for those that don't know, the U- UEFA Conference League is was just created. It is now the tertiary competition behind the Champions League and the Europa League. So basically it's going to include like domestic cup winners from smaller leagues. Like for example, some of the teams that are going to be in it this year, guarantee you've never heard of them, but KF Tirana out of Albania. And then pardon my pronunciation, but Klaxivar Itrotlau Falag from the Faroe Islands. That so, nice, nice so, drill, bro. That was actually yeah. pretty good. <laughs> hey, I tried. I tried. It was a valiant effort right there. Yeah, for real. But those are the teams that are going to be in the league. So it's like, my question is, what's the point? You know, what's the point? Okay, I do. I now understand what one of the main points is. And it's uh, it's what you just talked about. Like, it's getting uh, teams from, like, different leagues around Europe representation within the uh, European, like, uh, tournament UEFA. system. Yeah. Yeah, or the game, buddy. It's yeah. an expansion league. It's the Kraken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Literally an expansion you know? league. It basically is, I guess. Yeah, yeah. for UEFA. And it's it, you know, fucking. It's it's the reason why people are trying to get us to care about hockey in the north in the northwest now. It's the same shit. Or like the reason why you know, it's the same thing that Bryce. DeChambeau and fucking Capco are doing right now with golf. Grow the fucking game. That's what they're doing. Yeah, it growing is, the yeah. markets. It is definitely growing the markets, yeah. Which is, it's just funny after, you know, the whole UEFA Super League debacle and everything like that. It's just kind of ironic. Yeah. But, you Wait. know, who cares if the Sabres were built on the shambles of e- of the of communist Russia? Okay. <laughs> we need to build those places up. No, like dead ass though. There's like probably Fucking Albania's got some things that yeah. do, okay? They got a voice and they got something to say, and that they want to go three two uh, on the I other mean, not, Europe team. That they you're not wrong, with. dude. Like, like you're like for real. We do need to like <laughs> uplift these like small leagues that like don't really get a lot of representation. You know? Yeah, because yeah, I mean, personally, I didn't even know Albania had a fucking soccer league. <laughs> oh no, no, no! My I had a, my my sophomore year English teacher was from Albania. I know all about them and how no they way. were very oppressed by the Turks. Swear to God, swear to God. Yeah, so I was just fucking, about to say like all the way, hundred percent. Their soccer league needs to be brought up, and they need we need to see them play fucking soccer. <laughs> I was just about to say same thing with the fucking Norwegians too. Apparently, they have soccer over there. Half of what I've seen, like Albania, the only thing I've ever seen Albania in soccer has to do with like racism against Turkey. Like I don't know what it is, but there's oh, always dude. just beef. Oh uh, no, yeah, swear to God, my legal. my my sophomore year English yeah. teacher was from Albania and she told us all about the fucking like before it was cool. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> she told us about it. Also, yeah. too, the biggest Trump supporter I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> nice. <laughs> From Albania. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, because she was a uh, she was communism. She was anything that had to resemble any kind of um, I guess communi- yeah, yeah, yeah. any kind of communism or whatever that she was totally against. Like one time I mentioned that like. In 2016, like I was 18, and some kid mentioned Trump, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't like him. I like, I think I prefer Hillary." And she went on a fucking, <laughs> she went on a fucking rant like you've never seen any high school English teacher before go against Trump and how Hillary has been doing back deals with the FBI and Air Force <laughs> One with Bill. And uh, that's great. Dude, that's weird. Also, at the, also at the are... same time, she was Albanian. <laughs> English so teachers, you know, are, are typically like stereotypically super liberal, but like let, let's let's turn off from the politics of it because I know like you know there's of course there's politics within soccer like Albania, Turkey, all that shit. But yeah, back back Don't to need the to small make any Turks you know. What, but before we go any further, shout out Miss Nichols. She turned me to the writer that I am today. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> she turned me into a very good writer, as, as hardcore as she was. And whatever works, it works. Yeah. But. So about this, the conference league and stuff, like it is, I agree. It's, it's super great. You know, get these small leagues, some exposure, you know, get their names out there. But at the same time, my concern is like, like the thought process would be, this is an opportunity for small teams to win a trophy that they would never win. Right. But the teams that lose in the champions league and the Europa league, if they, if they don't qualify past the group stage, they drop down into the, the conference league. So what I feel like is going to happen is like some big name team like Arsenal, for example, is a perfect candidate. We always choke in, in European competition. So like if, if Arsenal drops down from Europa League into Conference League, Arsenal would absolutely demolish teams like Klaxklavar, Itzradovang. Oh, oh, you so say. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I don't know. You're right. You know, because, you know, you never know. It's you all say, about giving you the say this. You're right. You're right. You haven't felt the Albanian fury. <laughs> no, I'm actually kind of scared because if <laughs> I Arsenal, would be if I were you as well. Because I don't know, it's dude. A, it's not even a win-win. It's a These lose. Fucking lead. Albanian yeah. team. They got. They got some salt and vinegar. <laughs> oh my god, bro! You and these fucking Albanian teams. <laughs> I, I felt their wrath. Once, you know, Elijah's must become like the number I one Albanian supporter, bro. <laughs> They're fucking out there, dude. Elijah, name name three clubs from the Albanian league. Fucking Fidel Castro, <laughs> Mrs. Nichols, and Vladimir <laughs> Putin. You know, you were close enough. It counts. Good. It counts. Turkish genocide. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude? Okay. That's, but, that's the one. And they're going to fuck you up. The thing one, though about the Albanian teams is like, <laughs> if you beat them four to zero, then it's like, oh, why didn't you beat them by 10? You know, but if you lose to yeah. them, it's like, it's like, holy shit, you lost to an Albanian team. Like, that's whenever, know. that's whenever the banter gets a it's little a lose, too much. Lose. It's a lose lose. Exactly. Yeah. For the big clubs. But it's a huge win. For the small clubs, like, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Like, fucking humongous. Like, it's not even comparable. That's why I just think, like, it's it's awesome for the small clubs. Like, great for them. But I think it's it's a joke for the big clubs. Like, Tottenham this year, 
I wouldn't be surprised if if they like not talking shit. You know, of course, I take every opportunity I can to talk shit on Tottenham, but I wouldn't be surprised if they lost simply because they they don't care about it. You know? Yeah, like that. That's definitely yeah. Like with big teams, like I think it just really comes down to like whether they whether they like want a trophy or like whether they just want to play like in some prestigious fucking league. Like, it's just, like, whenever you're in the league you're in, you know, what other opportunities do you have other than, like, especially if you win this trophy, like, you can get, you know, a higher stage of uh, your competition. But uh, beyond just, like, the, you know, the the motivation of the players, just, it... Uh, like, it also comes down to like how much money you win from the tournament. <laughs> That's true, yeah. That is true. Yeah. I, I don't I don't really know like the semantics of the conference league yet, like how big it would be to win. But I mean, I know the trophy's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the trophy looks pretty cool, so that would be cool to win. But Yeah. The only reason I say that is because I know a big part of getting into the Champions League was the financial compensation for the teams, like, once they got into the group stage and shit like that. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Like, if, if you qualify for the Champions League, you have so much more financial freedom in the transfer market compared to, like, not... It is, like, literally, like, a 60... It's a whole... Pl- like, a star player of a difference. Like, 60 yeah. million pounds plus. Yeah, like, I think whenever Tottenham got into the Champions League final back in uh, 2019, we got, like, a whole, like, fucking, like, I think what you said, like, 50 million or some shit like that, just, like, compensation for getting all the way to the final. Like, it's insane. I can only dream of that. Arsenal sucks right now. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so la- last thing I want to talk about here is just a little bit of kind of predictions for next season. I know it's way too early, like, you know, Champions League final hasn't even happened, but let's get into some way too early predictions. Let's start with the Premier League because I feel like that's the most relevant league to our audience and us, you know. So maybe to you. Okay. <laughs> well, I feel like no, in general, I feel like American fans. No, you're right. You're yeah, right. I was gonna say, like, I feel like American fans identify most with to me. The most relevant soccer league is Jordanian soccer because that's okay. what's made me the most money. <laughs> Oh, see, Elijah, you throw me off with this whole Albania fucking Jordan shit. Now I'm just yeah, you're throwing off the whole discussion, bro. Can't think about Rocky. <laughs> you say Rocky now? Yeah, Rocky soccer. Hit the unders, 75th minute. Oh, okay, see, that makes more sense. I, I thought you were making a boxing <laughs> reference. but No. Yeah, Talk Jordan. 75th minute unders. Jordan, that's been one of our uh, – it backfired one time, but one of Elijah's – For the most part. Primo betting strategy. Here, I'll let you tell tell talk about it. So yeah. you can find the shitty if you go to your live bet section in any book that you have, find the shittiest fucking soccer league that you can when it's in the 75th minute and under. I'm talking, I'm talking like Peruvian, like the most dog shit ran okay. countries, like Jordanian, Albanian, fucking Iraqi. As soon as they're in the 75th minute, hit the under, guaranteed money. Shit. Okay. I've made, so, a, I've made I've made multiple I've made hundreds of dollars doing this. Oh my god. You know, like I kinda remember Ryan talking about some shit like this and like like it sounds good like whenever you say you want hundreds of dollars off of it, but like two to three <laughs> like, times two to three times it bit me in the ass. Yeah. But for uh, the most only... part, 
I want some money. The only time I tried the it. The only I time was, it went bad is when I did it with you. Yeah, I was literally with <laughs> Elijah, and we're like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, we did it on fucking, like, what was it? Like, it was some bullshit South American country, and then. Something. It, it was, like, tied one to one, and we were like, all right, bet the under. Bet the under two and a half. And then, like, two minutes later, we checked. That fucking goal. <laughs> God, I, I actually i think they scored twice actually uh, <laughs> i think so too yeah <laughs> we're like oh fuck we're so goddamn dumb <laughs> so it was more money that we could afford at the time yeah we were down okay. we were down and bad then, that was like our last resort immediately after that is that we hit the live casino on that on the on the web account and then put like more money than we already had before on red and like three times in a row and we were we're just being degenerate gamblers yelling and screaming yeah. and all just to get back to like negative thirty dollars yeah, i'm well aware of how that goes yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's the it's the life of a sports gambler what can i say yeah no you're all right, right but anyway back to some predictions so yeah premier league wise th- that's kind of tough it's really tough to pick because I want to say Man City because you know Man City they just have the team. They're not lo- they're not going to lose anybody major. They're not going to lose any key pieces. So I really think Man City can do it again. Actually, yeah, that that's my pick. It's got to be Man City. I don't I don't think anybody can really compete cuz Manchester United they're sure they're up there, but I don't think they're at that level yet. And Liverpool is at that level, but Liverpool is is 100%. I think they're going to be losing Mohamed Salah this this transfer window. Who won oh, last really? Year? Last year was Liverpool. This year was Man City. Okay. Yeah. Haven't Man City won it like three of the past four years or some shit like that? Yeah. Bold prediction. I appreciate it. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a bold prediction, sure, but it's right. It's probably going to be correct. Like, Okay, so whenever like talking about these scenarios, I like to bring sort of multiples uh, like many scenarios and talk about them and sort of come to the most logical conclusion. And so I can see, well, I don't know the total yet. I'll go, I'll do it as I go. I can see one scenario where you just said man city just dominates again. Like mm-hmm. there's really nothing you can do about that shit. Like, and then like two Liverpool keeps Salah, who I just learned was like probably about to leave. But if they keep Salah, and uh, if they like are adventurous and uh, ambitious and sign some new players, I believe they have a pretty good chance of uh, uh, trying for first place. And then the third scenario is Man United. If Man United, it, okay, so if Man if Man City falls, which is always possible, like it's it always, possible always possible after a uh, a champion title, and then if Liverpool just doesn't correct themselves. Man United has a really good chance of winning the Premier League title. And then the fourth scenario <laughs> is if like all three of those teams just suck shit and then Chelsea gets oh, the title. <laughs> okay, I thought you were about to say Tottenham. I thought you were about to say Tottenham. I was going to say, don't you fucking say it, Jordan. <laughs> hey, Pulisic uh, on Chelsea, top- right? Yeah. Yeah. That's my pick. It's not a bad I- pick. They're yeah. they're playing well right now. I mean, especially in the Premier League, they're playing out of their mind. Like, dude, Pulisic is one of the better players in the Premier League right now. He he's honestly like he's just one of my favorite players in general, of course, because he's American. Yeah. 
100%. but he's translated extremely well into the Premier League game. Yeah, so of out of those four scenarios, though, Jordan, what do you think is the most likely? Uh, I think the most likely is Tottenham signs Harry Kane back, and then we sign a few more players, and we get the first place. Shut like, the I think fuck it's pretty easy. up, dude. No. <laughs> okay, okay, realistically. <laughs> realistically. I, I like, Honestly, though, I think Tottenham or Arsenal could both get top four this coming season as long as they spin correctly. I do, too. But um, beyond Only that. Only one of them. I, I mean, honestly, I can see both of them. Like, I, it, it just depends. It just really depends on how they spend. That's true. That's true. But for my absolute pick, I think I would have to go. And it really, really fucking hurts, dude. It really hurts to say this. Oh, no. But I think it's going to be Man United. No! Oh. And it, it, it hurts. Hurt, like, it hurts because. I don't like them, first of all, and I'm putting a lot of expectation and assumptions into what this team is going to do over the summer, and I really think they're going to spend. I really do because of all of the recent fan activity <laughs> around would, the stadium. <laughs> now now would be the time to spend money, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. That, God, that's just... You're right. You might be right. I don't want to. I don't want to count Manu out. It's just so hard for me to admit that they would be. I just don't even want to think about it. But yeah, it's hard. I know. I know. You're right. They they could <laughs> definitely do it. So Elijah, you know your prediction. Very educated prediction of uh, Chelsea with Christian Pulisic. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I wouldn't be surprised. You know that's a possibility. Um, but yeah, I think. Just my, I, I agree though, Jordan. I think all of the scenarios you listed are very possible. Um, but I think the most likely is that Man City is just going to dominate. But what I think is going to be interesting to see is what happens to Man City after this era. You know, they're they're not going to have Kevin De Bruyne. You know, they're not going to have all these players forever, yeah. dude. Like, so yeah, you're right. It seems like they're kind of going on a um, like they just don't understand. Like Kevin DeBorna, like he hasn't necessarily been the best lately, but he's he's still like a pretty good cornerstone of their team. He's he's a centerpiece, yeah, yeah. And like I just think, like once, like Sergio Aguero was the first. Mm-hmm. Like they really slacked on getting like a good striker for the longest fucking time to help back up Sergio Aguero, and I really think it's gonna bite them in the ass if they keep up that whole mentality. Of like relying on their players or relying on the players that they spent like a lot of money on or whatever, because like you know, like they're gonna retire. Like yeah, De Bruyne, exactly. he's getting older, and like all their like uh, Stones, uh, Laporte, their center backs, uh, like even like I, Jesus. I wouldn't be surprised if Jesus left. Yeah, Gabriel Jesus. Yeah, like, he's hundred percent capable of being the best player on another team. Like you know, like he could be the guy for another team. Yeah. But whereas on Man City, he's just good, you know, like he's just a good player. Yeah. So if they don't win the Champions League, you know, like I really feel like they're going to see an exodus of players and uh, like players that really just like lost faith in their project. And they're going to really have to like go on a signing spree and like spend like hundreds of millions of dollars. Which they probably would. Yeah. <laughs> Man-, Man City has spent the most out of any club in the last like five years, so. All right, and then I'll leave it with this. I know this one's a little bit harder to pick, but Champions League next year, 
who do you think is going to be the most dominant? Because you could, like, this year, even though it's Man City and Chelsea in the finals, Bayern was the most dominant team of the year by far. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that. Um, I don't... Do you remember who Bayern lost to in the Champions League? PSG. Yeah, PSG. And then they lost to Chelsea? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's just sort of a... Uh, this is circumstantial shit, just like, you know, matchups. Like, sports doesn't always go. Like, the best team always wins. It's it's a lot of, a lot of time matchups. But I think... Um, Either Bayern or PSG, honestly. Like I, like I, as much as I enjoy Premier League dominance, like I think it's either, I think that this was our year. Like we're gonna get a champion, whatever. But we're just gonna move on, and either PSG or Bayern is gonna win. Those, those are my exact two picks. Yep, I, yeah. I agree, hundred percent. PSG and, is definitely on the right path. Yeah, I agree. If PSG. If it like if next year is another PSG versus Bayern, like honestly, I think PSG is going to win. I would but, love to see that. Yeah, but if it's either, mm, if it if I had to choose out of one of those, it would be Bayern. Like, but it honestly just depends on like how Lewandowski is going to do. Yeah, because he was like a huge part of their success this year. Yeah. Yep. Elijah, should I even ask? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I feel bad. You've kind of been like chilling, you know. <laughs> nah, you guys got this. You guys got this. All right. Well, I mean that. I, uh, that's just about all I, got. I know. I know the best team in FIFA 20 is Real Madrid, and that's it. FIFA 21, though, it's probably Bayern. Yeah, probably. But I mean, Real Madrid's a good team always. So. My soccer, yeah. it, it clearly from this conversation, my soccer knowledge is very limited. So. You know we're, we're gonna I'm, we're gonna. I'm very happy to be a bystander for this conversation. So thank, don't worry. Thank you for coming on. By the by, the time we're done it. doing this podcast, Elijah, we'll have breeded you into a Premier League fan. <laughs> yeah, I want to pick the most irrelevant fucking team to be a fan of too, and just be super obnoxious about it. Dude, pick hey. like a hey, pick like a small team that never wins. I think, man, I'm thinking. Well, I'm thinking Chelsea right now because of Polish. That's that's a good reason. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, it's always good to go with like uh, a team that has like a uh, uh, the best what, American what? player, the best Amer- yeah. the best team, you know, the best player from my country. So It'd yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, that's your pick. Other than the, apparently <laughs> the Jordan and Albanian soccer, I, who knows? Yeah, hey, well, don't sleep on that shit. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. There's some electricity. Well, anyway, Jordan, we appreciate you coming on and talking about soccer a little bit. It was it was really nice. You know, I know Elijah isn't the biggest fan, but for me, it was it was a nice relief to kind of talk about some soccer. So, yeah, no. uh, Whenever you want to have me on again, we can just have a quick little discussion. Or if you want to have a long ass discussion, (laughs) I just got to get the proper amount of alcohol in my system, and we'll be good. Yeah, I can. I, I've seen you sipping on that white claw a little bit. That's you know, I, I have a mysterious yeah. beverage in my cup right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I get you. I wonder what it could be. Ooh, anyway, Ooh. all right, appreciate you coming on, and we will be right back in just a quick 10 second break. And we're gonna end things with a love it or loathe it. All right, appreciate you, Jordan. Right. See you.
How was that for you, Elijah? That was good. It was good being a fly on the wall. I don't have to talk all the time. No, yeah, definitely not. I can can dictate and overtake conversation a lot of times, so it was nice to be a a spectator for once. Dude, I I was... (laughs) I was cracking up at the Albanian shit, bro. That was so funny. Dude, it's real. It's real. They're electric, man. You don't know until you know, man. You don't know until you lived it. Okay. <sighs> All righty. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and hop into Love It. Before we get to Love It, Love It, though, we haven't talked about any NBA playoffs. And before you say we've already gone on for an hour and 40 minutes, this is our fucking show. We can do whatever the fuck we want. So we can do whatever the fuck we want to. And we should probably Let's talk about some playoff basketball. Let's do it. So I'll lead off. And I would like to say that my Dallas Mavericks are up 2-0 against the fucking Clippers right now. And that's awesome. It is. It is. I was One of my questions I had was, are the Clippers in trouble down 2-0? And I think they 100% are, are fucked. I think the Mavs are going to take the series. And I would also like to top that off with. Don't say it. The Lakers. Okay, okay. Are going to win the first round series. Yes, yes, I agree with it's that. It's easy. They're, remember when everyone when they lost game one? And do you think anybody, any real sports fan, was actually panicked that the Lakers were going to lose the first round? Bro, I I saw they after they lost game one. I put two units on them in game two. Easiest money I've ever made. Good for you. Easiest money How ever, much? bro. How much? It was just forty four for forty. Decent. I did the same on the Knicks tonight, and they won. So. Next one. But to be fair, I was down like four units before that. So I'm like, I'm probably even now. <laughs> yeah, good for you that you have a bookie. Hey, I got you soon. I'm out of I'm out of there. I'm I, out of the bookie situation. I got you good. soon though. You know, we could share on a podcast on the podcast another day, but Yeah, exactly. We could just say that shit's fucked. Yeah. Well, okay. So back to the playoffs though, like Mavs, yes, I think the Mavs. We talked about it last week. Like Mavs, they're really. Mavs could, a, go ahead. There, I think their cap is winning a series. Up, I don't think. It, I don't think they go anything beyond beating beating the Clips, honestly. And who that's their, that's coming from a fan. Who is their second round matchup? That's let's see. Actually, it is going to be the winner. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out, because I'm not a Mavs fan by any means. But my bold prediction is that the Grizzlies are going to beat the Jazz. I think the Grizzlies are going to win the series. Like, Oh, wait. So the the Mavs matchup is going to be the, the Jazz-Grizzlies winner? Yeah. Which oh, I think makes, if they that, play that the Jazz... That makes yeah. it so much different. I think if they play the you Jazz, it, that would be a hell of a series. Make it. They could win two series, bro. They really could. Oh, like, my God. They really could. I think they're in prime position right now the to Mavs beat the Clippers. Could easily make it to the conference finals. I think so. Wow. Holy I really shit. do think so. And then We're who are they going to play, bro? We're but making then they're going to play the Lakers, though. Then they're going to play the Lakers. I, th- well, I really think I really think the Mavs have a good matchup against the Jazz. We're like, not going to the finals. Wise. I can tell you that right now. No, I, I don't think so either, no. But the Mavs do have a good matchup on the Jazz personnel-wise. And then against the Grizzlies – the Grizzlies have just been hot. Like, that's it. They've just been playing out of their mind. John Morant is going clutch God mode in the playoffs. Like, I don't understand. It's just they, they're just playing out of their mind. So it, Yeah, and the last time the eight seeds beat a one seed was when the Warriors beat the Mavs. And, like, what was it? What what year was that? Like, oh, f- 
oh eight, remember, oh nine. Honestly. I don't know. I remember the Mavs won like an absurd amount of games, and they were the one seed, and they lost the Warriors, who were the eight seed. Well, it was a long time ago, but it's not going to happen this year. Like the Jazz are too good of a team, too complete of a team to lose to the to the Grizz. I don't know, bro. Seven. That's my bold prediction. But, I really, I really think the Grizzlies might pull it out. But I could, I could easily see the Grizz. I mean, or the Jazz losing to the Maps. I didn't know that that was going to be our second round matchup. Yeah, dude, that completely I, changes my whole perspective on it. So we're going to the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> if you ask me right now, if you're telling, that's my prediction. Like I'm putting, I'm putting a guarantee on it. Like we're going to the Western Conference Finals. I wouldn't be surprised. I like, honestly, I, I really wouldn't be that shocked. But I don't think there's any chance they beat the Lakers. Assuming no, the Lakers get I, past the Suns, and even if they don't, I think the Suns beat the Mavs. I personally, I think you're right too. I think yeah. you're right. Unfortunately, but I don't think we can get to the finals. The Mavs are a next year team. That's why I like being a fan of them right now because we're gonna are, win. But like that's kind of what people said next last year. Well, we didn't even win a playoff series at that point. So that's true. It was, cl- it was in six with the Clippers. So now yeah. we're 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 a next three to five year team. Is what I. I mean, yeah, with we're next three to five with Luca. We're gonna win. Luca is gonna get a ring. Luca's gonna get an ring. Luca's gonna get two MVPs, three MVPs. Like he's Luca's one of my favorite players. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? But he's gonna get a championship ring. There's gonna be a championship raid in Dallas. It's gonna be a matter of time. Not this year, unfortunately, but it's gonna happen sooner or later, which I'm very excited for. See, whenever you, uh, whenever you're bringing up the Lakers, just like the way you were saying it, I thought you were gonna bring up the Heat, and I was like, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> oh yeah, five, six, seven. Yeah. Well, Heat's going out first round against the fucking Bucks right now. Hey, it's let's not, not sleep, okay? I'm down. We're down two zero. Heat and six. I'm baby. not gonna lie to Heat you, dude. Six. I've been I've been periodically checking the score and seeing how the Heat have been getting clobbered the past two games. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's calm down. Game one went to overtime, and they lost on a buzzer beater. I'm talking about the last game, how they got clobbered. They they got embarrassed by, like, 30 fucking points. And, and I had money on the heat. Fuck me. And I was <laughs> – the whole time when I was checking the score of that game, I was like, thank God. No, dude. Because I am so you. tired of he- hearing you talk about the heat. Just wait, bro. Just wait. I'm telling Because, uh, again, I'm going to say it. You're a worse Heat fan than I am a Cowboys fan. Maybe, maybe, but that's you know that's something I take pride in. I take pride in that because not not a lot of I don't know. I guess I can't say that every NBA fan base is a little bit different. But the Heat has the Heat culture, baby. We're that's a team. That's a team. It's not the fan base. It's the hey, team. we're a part of it. We're a part of the culture. You're. You're. I'm not even from Miami. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Okay. But lifelong fan, okay? Anyway, we don't even have to talk about the Heat. They're getting fucked. They're probably going to lose the series, realistically. I don't think... How are the think... Wiz doing? Did the Wiz the lose Wiz tonight? Let's check on that. Did the Wiz lose? Um, Wiz lost 2-0. They're not going to win this series against the Sixers. Not going to happen. Um, Jazz are up 29-22 against the Grizz right now. Um, Knicks just beat the Hawks. What's going on tomorrow? Tomorrow, Bucks Heat. Yep, Game Three. Um, I think. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I think the, I think the Bucks are gonna sweep. 
I don't think it's going to be a sweep. I, I wouldn't say I would. I would not be surprised if the Bucks win in at, five after at the least way it five. went. But I, I, I don't think the Heat would get swept. I, I don't. But maybe I'm biased. I mean, but realistically, I don't think the Heat are going to win the series after the way Game Two went. Oh. That was just that was embarrassing, dude. Like, God, yeah. the way I see this, uh, this, um, the series, the first round series shaking out. The more and more I like the Nuggets. I actually like the, the, uh, the Trailblazers. I th- I still I'm still stick. I picked it last week. Trailblazers are my dark horse. I'm still sticking with the Trailblazers to win the series over the Nugs. Yeah, over the Nugs. I think really? so. All right. Well, shit. I mean, I last like- thing I want to talk about though in the NBA is: Have you seen uh, LeBron's theatrics lately? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I it's, love it, LeBron, but it's it's ridiculous. Like, dude, just just stop, bro. Like, the, in the in the re- most recent one was like against the Suns. He went down. He fell awkwardly, landed weird on his shoulder, and then all the you know there was a fight that happened on the court, and he just looks and over. Then he just yeah, and then he walks over to it, falls back down again. Yeah, it's bad. It's embarrassing, honestly. Yeah. It's like, dude, come on, man. You're you're LeBron James. You don't need that attention, but. Whatever. Let's let's just move. You you down for love or loathe it? Yeah, I'm down for love or loathe it. All right, let's get into it. For those that don't know, love it or loathe it is our favorite segment. We do a little rapid fire sports topics back and forth at one another. We try to keep it as minimum as we can to get through them really quickly. And if we love it, we're gonna stop and talk about it. If we loathe it, we're just gonna move right on to the next one. All righty. All right. Elijah, I'm ready. Go ahead and fire him off. All right, Jacob DeGrom makes a minor league outing while rehabbing his injury and absolutely destroys. I loathe this. I saw his stat line. He only pitched, I think it was two innings, two full innings. But like you said, he absolutely raked against them, and it's just not fair against minor league prospects. Loathe it. Um, Julio Jones claims he wants out of Atlanta in a phone call with Shannon Sharp on Undisputed. You know, I put this on my lover low accidentally. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm actually I'm gonna love this because I I don't think anybody really expected this. This kind of came out of nowhere. You know, Julio was just kind of set in stone like the number one receiver in Atlanta. So it's gonna be interesting to see if he moves somewhere, and like it's also gonna be interesting to see how much teams are willing to give up for him because I was talking to a Cowboys fan and they told me like no way in hell they want Julio Jones like because they know he's going to be expensive and they said they would never give up a first round pick for Julio right now which I get it he's old but he's also a seven-time pro bowler but I love it because I I want to see what's going to happen with Julio so all right true Timmy returning Gonzaga for his junior season I I love this one. Throwing it back, March Madness, NCAA basketball. Drew Timmy was one of the best players in the tournament. Huge star for Gonzaga. If you don't know who he is, I, I love this mostly because I think it is a great personal decision. He's talented enough to go to the league, but if he went right now, I don't think he would have any success. I think waiting another year, playing at that level again, is the best for him. So yeah, I love that. All right, this is a, a favorite of mine. You stole this from me as well. Adolis Garcia leading the AL Rookie of the Year race, followed by Yerman Mercedes. I love this. I'm sure you love this too, Rangers fan. Always great I love to it see. So much. You can go ahead and hop in on this one, bro. Adolis Garcia, Garcia has been on a tear this season. 
One of the only two games I was at in person this year, Adolis hit a bomb into center field. He's awesome. Love to see rookies playing at that level. Yeah, so he's a 28-year-old rookie. Um, if Rangers fans are sad about that he's 28 years old, just remember that Nelson Cruz came up when he was 28 as well. So uh, there's things to look forward to. I went to the game on Saturday when he hit two home runs himself. God damn. And then the day before that, he had a walk-off home run. And the day after the game that I went to on Saturday, on Sunday, he had another walk-off hit. So the guy is fucking sick, and he's unreal. He's cracked. He's the great, he's the great Bombino. Well said. Yeah, I love that one, though. All right. And um, Jordan, Clark, Jordan Clarkson named sixth man of the year. I love this, not so much because it was Jordan Clarkson. Yes, he deserved it, No, not bashing him in any way. But I love this mostly because of the presentation. I don't know if you saw Elijah, but it was on NBA on TNT, I think. They were literally doing an interview with like Shaq, and then it was Brandon or Jordan Clarkson and Joe Ingles together. And Joe Ingles literally like presented him the award unexpectedly in the middle of the interview. So that was, that was pretty cool to see. All righty. Oh, yeah. Moving on now. You ready? I'm ready. All righty. Julius Randle named the most improved player. Um, I guess I'll love it. Um, Julius Randle, he went from a, a contract bust to a contract love, basically, in the matter of a year when the Knicks initially signed him in that monster contract a couple years ago from the Lakers. Yeah, uh, fans were not happy. Yeah, huge. And now all of a sudden he is – Definitely lived up to all that money he's made, the money that he will make. So good for him. All right. Aaron Rodgers gets philosophical with Kenny Mayne. I love this. Aaron Rodgers having the time of his fucking life in his in Hawaii with Miles Teller. I with saw that. Project, yeah. With Project X, Miles Teller. With the spectacular now, Miles Teller. I love Miles Teller. With the dude in 21 or in over, Miles Teller. He's living it up in Hawaii. And while he was on that same vacation, he's getting in in the nitty-gritty details of why he's fed up with the Packers. It's fucking hilarious. I'm to the point where Aaron Rodgers literally doesn't give a shit anymore. Probably it's not. like a meme at this point. Probably like because he knows he's point. like he knows he's so valuable. I mean, like he can do whatever. Yeah, I did see that picture, though, of him in Hawaii. But all right, moving on now. We got Texas Rangers had a sellout crowd this past weekend on Saturday. So, yeah, I included this just because I was there. It was a 38,500 people crowd, and it was electric to be in a stadium again with a, with a sellout crowd. It was awesome. Getting out of there was a nightmare. Oh, um, but it, at the same time, it was so awesome. It was, it was, it was glad to see, you know, the – Nature's healing. We're back. We're back. We're back. Yeah. Sports are back. And I will say, um, on the way out, I did kind of get into a, a shit-talking match with a, a Houston fan. Oh, God. So, but do, do you want me to to detail it? Yeah, or? yeah. I want to hear about it. Okay. So, while we were walking out, it was me and my buddy who came into town for that weekend. That's why I went to the game. He's a Houston fan. We've been friends since freshman year. And while we were walking out, since the Rangers won, I go, bad day for, to be from Houston in the middle of this 
huge crowd. And this lady, short lady, looks at me and goes, shut the fuck up. And I go, and it was raining really bad at the time. I go, too bad y'all brought your shit weather with y'all. She goes, shut the fuck up. And I just go, H-Town T, you drown. And she goes, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I go, you cheated. How does it feel to win a fake ring? And then she got so mad, she just, like, stormed off away from me and, like, Oh, but I could tell hilarious. she, I could tell she wanted to hit me really bad. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, dude! I, I bet Astros fans have been dealing with that all year, but I love it. Fuck them. Yeah. All right. Next one up, we got Trey Young. Apparently, loves being the supervillain at Madison Square Garden. All right, I'm just gonna load this just because we've been talking too much. We're almost at two hours. All right, fair enough. Next up, we got NFL sets 2022 cap at 208 million, whereas this year it was set at 182 million. I'm gonna love this. I'm gonna say a quick thing. We're gonna see in fatter contracts, more the rich are gonna get richer next year. Um, it's only gonna mean more successful things for the more successful teams at this point. But that's my prediction. So all right, fair enough. Yeah. All right. Alrighty, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode, everybody. This, again, we're, we've kind of been doing this. It's a bit of a trend. We've just been going longer and longer. But, I mean, hey, if the conversation flows. It's our show. Like Elijah said. Yeah. It's our fucking show. <laughs> so, hopefully you stayed for all two hours of this. And, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we continue this long format. Because, as we continue this, Elijah and I are both getting more comfortable just in the podcast format. I feel like, you know, conversations are flowing better. So, Look out for some longer episodes. It's once a week. It's once a week. We can talk for longer, too, if we need to. Exactly. We can go three hours if you want us to, too. I mean, yeah. Just leave leave some comments if you want three hours. Fuck it. (laughs) And if you want three hours, we'll start going more times a week. That's true. We could just do, like, two a week, maybe. Honestly, at this point, we might as well. Yeah, we we may. Yeah, because we we had the gambling one going for a little bit, but... We'll figure out yeah, the semantics. That, that phased out. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure out the semantics later. But yeah, be, be on the lookout. We'll probably keep these longer episodes going. But yeah, if you stay the whole time, we appreciate you listening. And we'll see you next week.